Hey, y'all. Welcome to Co-Parenting Past Chaos, a podcast that gives you a raw and unfiltered insight on marriage, divorce, the crazy adventures of co-parenting, and so much more with your hosts, April and Lauren. Not only are we best friends, we are also the wife and former wife of the same man. Join us each week as we take you on a journey inside our wild and chaotic lives and show you how we were able to forge and maintain a positive co-parenting relationship while collectively parenting a lot of kids with a few husbands. We're definitely not professionals and we'll probably get you into more trouble than you bargained for, but what we do have is a sense of humor, street smarts, and a few decades of experience under our wife, mom, and divorcee Bill. This Saint Your Mama's podcast. Welcome to episode 125 of Co-Parenting Past Chaos. Here we are. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. It's your friendly neighborhood watch. <laughs> Lauren and I are starting a detective agency. Oh, heck yeah, No we are. kidding. April and Lowe. Private odds. We would be so good at it. Don't you think? I would be amazing. I mean, with your skills... I know some I'm stealthy ninja a lot because I'm so compact. And you're also smart. Like you can plan stuff. Yeah. And you just tell me what it is I need to search for and I'm going to search for it. Yep. I'm going to find it. She will find you on the internet. Don't even mess around. <laughs> I don't even know how we're even a tiny bit sane still. I'm not probably. I don't. Probably if I did one of those by like, like tests. Yeah. They would put me away. By clinical standards, I'm probably not. Yeah. So there's been a random car parked in front of my house for like a while now, right? Yes. We noticed it. Well, the other morning, I was taking the older boys to school and one of Tanner's friends overheard a conversation outside that really kind of had me a little worried. some red flags. Yeah, red flags. So the car kind of, I guess he noticed that we were looking at him. It was just a gentleman in a car. He moved to the other side of the street. When I took the kids to school, he came back to my side and I kept trying to go out and get a picture of his license plate and I couldn't. So I text Lauren and I was like, hey, when you pull up this morning, get a picture of this license plate. So I tell her what's going on and she's like, "Okay, we're calling the cops. Heck yeah. We're calling the law. We're calling the law. The law. The law. Right now. (gasps) The little kids go over to get on the bus and we notice now this man, he had a dog in the car as well, and he walks his dog over to the bus stop. And we're like, okay, this is yeah. not okay. Because now, you know, it's like these moms that start getting their purses beaten yes. guys over the head because they're being mm-hmm. creepy. Well, Lauren goes over and stands with the kids by the bus, and I'm just standing over to the side watching. And I notice that when a certain child walks up with his mom, this man tries to interact. But the mom is very standoffish. And I don't know. I think if you've just been in this situation, you -hmm. you know, there's spidey senses start tingling. Yeah. And Lauren and I just look at this woman and we're like, something's not right. Mm -hmm. There's something that's off. So then the kids get on the bus. The guy comes back over. Meanwhile, his car's literally still parked in front of my house. And he walks over in front of Lauren and I, because we're sitting at the end of the driveway, Mm -hmm. just sipping our coffee, talking about him. And he asks us about the trash can. Then he gets back in his car, sits there for a minute, and he drives off. I look at Lauren, and I'm like, we're going down the street to this woman's house. Heck and yeah, we're we are. see, like, hey, do you know this creepy guy? Turns out, she did know this creepy guy. And he was her ex. And he's stalking her. Mm-hmm. And he was abusive. So the cops came, and Lauren and I talked to them. And now they've been patrolling our neighborhood. Yeah. I mean, we pretty much April and Lowe on the prowl. On, <laughs> on the scene. It's sad because I never really 
know what to do in situations like that. But having been a woman who's been in situations yes. like that um, or been a part of them, you're alert. You just go into action. It's just the first thing you can do. And I think I'm really, really grateful. I've said this a million times for Onslow County. <laughs> but Again, they have shown they have because shown out. In the world we live in today, you're never really sure how you're going to be received by the police, right? Or your right. how your word is. And to the dispatcher and to the officer that showed up, I think they caught the seriousness of this could escalate. You know, this was normally a situation that probably they would have turned a blind eye and thought, oh, well, you know, too bad. There's nothing you can do. This yes. man's just sitting on a public but street. But he didn't. This cop, he, he really took... He was like, I'm going to make a report so she can use this and I'm going to be here every day at the bus stop. And I, so we need more like that. Yeah. Really? You could tell that man cared. Yes. And he took it seriously. Like you said, it made me feel good because as a woman, especially us, you know, being single moms sometimes and our spouses being gone because they're military, we're here often a lot of times by ourselves. And things that are going on in the world today, you just never know. You don't. And, and you know, we just finished watching, you know, the close of the Gabby Petito case yes. and how that all played out. And I think maybe everyone in the country's alerts and senses are just really high right now. And I'm grateful for that because ordinarily a man's word historically has been proven to be more believable than the woman, no matter if she's in distress or not. And in this particular case, for the first time I've experienced, it was the reverse. And and regardless of what, you know, that officer may have thought about the entire thing, he took action regardless. And I, I'm just grateful for that. A voice was heard. A woman's voice was heard. Yes. And one that could potentially have ended very badly. Absolutely. And being women that have been on the other end of that, Mm -hmm. it was just so surreal. Yeah. And I'm glad, you know, this is the time that you're kind of, this is kind of sick, but that you're almost glad you went through those horrible times because then you do have the sense to notice something's off. And you know what to say and you know how to use your voice when somebody else maybe doesn't know how to. And I just felt like very protective in that situation. Absolutely. Because that's something I would have wanted someone to do for me. Yes, that's it. Mm -hmm. And being in that exact situation, I wish I would have had someone like that to say, you know what? Yeah. I know I'm only four feet tall, but I got you, boo. Oh, she does. And I do. She does. (gasps) We've had a lot of excitement in the neighborhood lately. It's been pretty loud here. It always is, though. If you guys know anything about this area or you're listening and you live in this neighborhood, then you just know. You know, we live near a Marine Corps base, okay? Oh, my Very, very close. Well... We got helicopters that frequently (laughs) fly through the neighborhood, okay? This week, they got a little low. So I'm at Tanner's soccer game, and this particular one, Lauren didn't go to because she had all the kids. And we're sitting there, and my friend, who's also a neighbor right down the street from me, she's like, have you noticed that the helicopters have been flying really low? I wonder why. And I was like, well, funny you should ask. I know why. And I can't tell a lie. It's because Lauren flashes them. She shows her boobies. And then they're excited. So they keep flying lower and lower and lower. I started doing this probably two or three years ago when I lived with Heather and she just laughed and I thought it was funny. 
I thought nothing of it because we would be in the backyard like sunbathing. Well, because they're in helicopters, so there's no way they could possibly see. Well, and then what? somebody did inform me that they could, in fact, see. So then I just got more excited about it because I'm like, listen, I'm going to make somebody Sunday. Yeah. And they so, probably have this radar over our home. <laughs> they probably have pictures of me somewhere. They're like, this woman always shows us her boobies. I bet the guys that are requesting flight patterns in the morning request this one the yes. most. They're like, we want to um, fly through this neighborhood <laughs> because there's this crazy woman outside and her friends just sit there and laugh and hide their face <laughs> because they're embarrassed. April didn't believe Heather's told you this so many times I didn't and believe she never because I hadn't it. seen it but I seen it y'all she's seen, seen it I seen it I seen it you're welcome for your service thank you for your service thank guys. you for your service Lauren <gasps> okay what would April do oh what would April do okay we're gonna jump into like something serious and I've gotten <laughs> messaged about this before so I'm glad we're kind of touching on it because it, it's something that happened to me. It's in regards to facilitating a relationship with your children and their other grandparents. So your ex-in-laws. Mm-hmm. I, as we've talked about before, haven't had a relationship with my former in-laws. John doesn't have one with his former in-laws, my parents. And I, I don't know if there's necessarily like a lot of bad blood with that or if it was simply just we cut ties, your family, my family, that's how we're separating it. But more recently, it was kind of laid upon me to reach out to his, well, I say laid upon me, not my heart, but you know, like <laughs> not that kind of laid upon. It was given to so me. Weird. It was given to me. A task was presented. A task was presented. And I did. And I felt fine. And it was just like, okay, you know, I can do this. Like if they want to talk to their grandkids on my time, which has never happened in four and a half years that they've ever asked to speak to their grandkids on my time or sent gifts or anything. Not mad about that, but it's a weird territory to now be navigating through. And I think for me, one of the hardest parts is learning your boundaries again with people that you haven't had a relationship with in so long. And maybe there was kind of like muddied water. It's one thing to place boundaries with my own parents and their grandchildren, because I've definitely had to do that. And also kind of removing the the part of watching my parents be grandparents makes me annoyed sometimes because like they're better at it than they were as parents but I I struggle with it with the ex-in-laws and and it's just because I still feel like even though they haven't reached out to me to speak with their grandkids it's somehow laid on my shoulders that it's been my fault that hasn't happened and that's very frustrating I don't ever want the kids to get that sense that there's any animosity but it's almost like I'm being nice and fake and I don't like feeling like I'm being fake to someone just so they can forge a relationship with my kids. I This is so hard because I've dealt with this, you know, Roy's parents and I, we were very close when he and I were married and that relationship basically became non-existent right. after our divorce. Here's how I see it. And I'll never change my mind. God forbid something happened to John or something happened to Roy. Mm hmm. We are the person that the grandparents would go through to have a relationship with the children until they get of age that they can do it on their own. So I don't know why it should be weird for anybody. This was for you five years, for me, more than a decade. We had a relationship with these people. They were our family. Mm -hmm. So why do we turn that off just because we're divorced? I don't like just throwing people away. And I never imagined during my marriage to Roy, I never thought we would divorce, obviously. But once we did, I didn't think that the relationship I had with his family would end because that was my family as well. And when it did, it was very devastating to me. That's how I felt. 
I do in your situation. I think that it is John's responsibility Mm -hmm. to have the relationship with his parents and his children. Right. But at the same time, I don't think that it's wrong for them to reach out to you or you to reach out to them. But I think there needs to be a respect there and not being done vindictively. Yeah, I agree. If that makes sense. I agree. I think that's kind of the feeling that I got. And there's so much history there. And there's so much that I want to say, but it's not even necessary for me to say to them. So it's just kind of like... I guess for me, it's just hard to keep my mouth shut sometimes and just be. I understand that. And I think that's like definitely a conversation. I would love to have a conversation with Roy's parents like, hey, yeah, this is how I felt. And I'm and I would love to hear how they feel. Mm. And I think that that would be a good idea for you. Oh, that's 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 actually a good point. Someday. Someday. We'll see. All right. Last week, we talked about hurting our children, not physically. Yeah. But, you know, are we hurting our children? This week, we're going to talk a little bit about mom envy. Oh, do you have mom envy? I do. I do, too. I do have mom envy. Is being jealous of other moms and their motherhood a thing? It's absolutely a Mm -hmm. thing. And we've talked about jealousy before, but this is totally different. Yeah. Not jealousy like she's hot and I want to be her. Right. She's got something that I don't and I want it. It's looking at moms that just seem like they have it all together and Wishing you could do that. Yes. It's like some superpower mm-hmm. that they're given. And some moms have it and some moms don't. I look at moms with well-behaved kids and I wonder, what the hell am I doing wrong? Yeah. Where, where have I mis- made a mistake in my life that my kids don't behave like that? Are there moms that you see that just seem like they have it together? Like they're always on top of things. They remember things at school. They actually Listen to those Sunday night calls from the school. I'm not one of those moms. I'm not either. I do my best. And I mean, my kids are okay. I think my mom envy is derived from, and I I am so guilty of judging other moms. I will call myself out right now. But my judgment comes from my jealousy. And I know that because I judge other moms because I'm like, oh my God, how is she? I'm, I'm so jealous. Like I don't get to do that. Or if I did do something like that, I would be scrutinized immensely. Or I still live in a fear of having my children taken away from me. I think that's just going to always be in the back of my head. But I just watch them just do things. And I'm like, I can't just do that. And you know what? I can. You can do it. But I have held out of fear because of the past. I have held myself back and have felt like I couldn't do things a certain way. What things do you want to do? Well, I mean, for a long time, I couldn't leave the state even to travel with my children. I couldn't plan things if it wasn't going to land on my week. It, it it all resulted in in the father that was in my children's life. Even certain conversations, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I, I don't know if I can speak to my children this way because their dad's going to say that I'm in contempt or I'm not a good mom or I'm a negligent mom if I do this. I have always mothered with looking over my shoulder all so the time. So you're talking more of like just people being able to be jealousy, themselves. Right. Your jealousy comes from fear. Yes. Basically. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I get that. And I think that's probably very common with people that are divorced. Yeah. Or blended families or, you know, people that don't have a great relationship with their co-parent. I think it's just an envy thing, though, because I missed out. You know, when you get married and you have kids, you're both kind of figuring out what kind of parents you're going to be. And then you have to decide that all over again when you get divorced. 
So motherhood has constantly been evolving for me. I've changed as a mom and who I thought I was going to be as a mom and the things I do with my kids yearly, it seems like. And I'm always throwing curveballs and I never know how to navigate them. And then I look at these people who are, I'm going to call out someone down the street because she's got three kids too. And she's got three boys and her and her husband are happily married. But I just look at them and I'm like, God, that I wonder if that's easier. Is that easier? You're raising teenage boys. Yes. But you've been married and under the same roof and you have challenges that seem like the same challenges I'm probably going to face. My levels are maybe different because I'm parenting long distance with someone or in a different home with someone versus they get to mother and parent the same. They always have. I will tell you this because (laughs) Aaron, sorry. on the other side of that. I did have this textbook perfect marriage with Roy and we still had disagreements on how we parent. So I don't think necessarily just because you have this great marriage, that means that you two agree on everything as far as parenting. And I'm sure that's the the case for lots of parents that have a nuclear family. We don't have that, but we could still have the ability to parent On the same page. Yes. It just, that seems compromise. Oh, it seems hard. And you don't want to compromise when you're divorced because you want to make things as difficult as possible. Well, the only thing you're doing is hurting your kids. Mm -hmm. We've said that so many times. Just stop. Yeah. Be on the same page. You don't have to agree, but for the kids' sake, you have to come to some mutual understanding that, you know what? I don't really love this, but I'm going to pick my battles. It's just the same as we do in motherhood. Jet's going to wear his socks up to his knees and I'm going to just let it go because I'm going to pick my battles and that is not worth fighting. He's doing it today, actually. As I there you go. House. It's just not worth it. My motherhood envy comes from other things like behavior. That's a big one for me. Mm. How do other moms get their kids to behave? Do they threaten them? Is it violence? Do they drug them? I mean, like, what are they doing? What about the moms that are raising the next Norman Bates and they think he's a perfect angel? Oh, that isn't. Yeah. When we lived in California, Tanner and I did mom play dates. I know it's a thing. And I was like fully. Oh, you were in it, weren't you? Okay, I was. So we had this, these people that we did play dates with and the kid was just mean to Tanner. I mean, he was so mean and Tanner never would retaliate. Which is so unlike my child because his parents are like, um, eye for an eye. It got to the point where I told Roy, like, I can't take our son to these play dates with this child anymore because he is physically harming our kid. Yeah. And the mom's just sitting there with this big smile on her face. And I don't know if she was smoking weed or what, but she was so relaxed. Like, it just didn't even matter. Oh, she free range parented. Okay, I don't. <laughs> I am not a free range chicken parent. I'm not a free range chicken <laughs> not i don't believe in that i I like my meat to be free range yeah i don't eat it but i don't want my kids to be i do get envious of other moms that have different parenting like a parenting style that they so commit to though you know even if they are a free range mom like i'm envious that they just can do that but if we're raising hellions no thanks i i guess they don't see it that way i don't know well i'm telling them (laughs) their kids are bad they're bad kids they need to stop Education, too. That's really important uh, to me. And you, I know, we mm-hmm. we don't always see eye to eye on this. We and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because we still get along. And oh, we, yeah. we make it work. But I know kids have free will. I get it. But mm-hmm. damn. <laughs> Why? Some kids want to go to school. And they do so well in school. Yeah. Some don't like school. But at least they do well. Mm-hmm. You know, Jagger doesn't love school. But he at least he gets does good well. grades. Okay. I've got one that I've got to go toe-to-toe with 
almost every morning just to get him in the car. Yeah. And then when he does get to school, he's texting me all day. Come and get me. I don't feel good. I'm hungry. Yeah. I mean, do other people's kids do this? I don't know. When I tell Roy, this is what Tanner's doing. He's like, well, just ignore him. That's easy for you to say. You're not the one sitting here dealing with it. Yeah. And you get this guilt like, okay, what if he is sick? What if he is really hungry? Well, there are options. I did this this past week and you were with me because Mm -hmm. we were running errands. Tanner wouldn't wake up on time. He didn't pack his lunch, which I normally do for him. And I know that's not good because he needs to be an independent child. And it's my fault that he's like this. Look, making these notes, I realize this is all my fault, but I'm still going to complain about it. Anyway, he didn't take his lunch. And as we were walking out the door, I said, Tanner, are you going to pack your lunch? I'll just get it later. Well, what does that mean? Get it later. Because you can't just leave school. You don't drive. Do you think I'm going to come out and bring it to you? That's what he thought. He thought that or he thought Miss Lauren was going to hop on over and bring him some subway. (laughs) Not going to happen. So he's texting me, texting me, bring me food. I don't feel good. You know what? The cafeteria right now is offering free lunches. Mm -hmm. Have at it. Yep. Well, there's nothing there I want. If you get hungry enough, I'm sure you'll make an exception. But I'm going to stand tall in this and you're not going to win. You see, now I don't have one that fights me, but I did have one that forgot his lunch and I panicked. Now I could have driven it to the school 30 minutes away, but I was like, no, I don't know. That was his responsibility. Yes. And he's going to be Tanner's age someday, very soon. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to deal with this because I've got too many kids going to too many different schools. And I just messaged a teacher and I said, he forgot his lunch. Can you make sure that he gets on the lunch you know, menu or whatnot? And he did have to eat lunch at school and he didn't complain about it. I was really worried. I was like, oh gosh, he's going to come home in the no, worst mood. It wasn't mood. even an option for me growing up. No, I it wasn't. lunch. Well, I was homeschooled, so I didn't well, have. Yeah, but if if you if you're hungry, you're going to eat. Yes. And I'm sorry that you're so picky. Maybe you need to get up earlier and yeah. prepare. This is teaching kids they have to prepare or for prepare life. the night before. That's what I always do. That's what but we do. You know what? Boys. He's too busy because he's got better and more important things to do. And I get it because I mm. am a procrastinator. Mm-hmm. Okay. Haley loved school from day one. I mean, the first day of kindergarten, she was up two hours early, came and woke me up. She was already ready for school. And I'm like, who is this child? What has happened? But I was that way. I oh, loved really? Going, oh, yes. I love going to school. Oh, my God. She was so social, Haley. She oh, still is. Oh, yes. But I that was her that. social time. Mm-hmm. And she did her work. Now, she wasn't a stellar straight-A student, but she did a good job, and she worked very hard. Taylor literally had to be pried by the jaws of life from my car to get out and go to school. That's Jagger. Hated it. Woke up at the last minute. Wearing her PJs. I just gave up at one point. There's nothing I can do. You want to look like a ragamuffin going to school? Go for it. I think I don't know how my mom had the considering that she was such a sheltering, hovering parent, but she was very lax about school with us. And I'm grateful for it now. That's interesting because she was a homeschool teacher. How are you laxed if you... Our homeschool. She put a lot of responsibility on us. And I think because we were responsible with it for the most part, it, it made it easier for her. I was a child that did very well being homeschooled. I did very because well. Because you worked on your own. Yes. Or your own schedule. Yes. Okay. And I did very well with it. And I think from an early age, my mom knew that school and education and grades 
were never going to be a problem for me. And if they were a problem, it was because I chose for them to be a problem, not because I wasn't smart. So she never looked at it like, oh my gosh, my child's not retaining enough information. She made a, you know, she failed this, this test. She knew I was smart, but she also knew that I didn't want to be doing that. And there was that fine line between, is this really something that I need to kind of like with Jet with the socks? Is this something we need to complain about? No, my mom never pushed for us to go to college. And yet half of us have. We've all excelled as far as education. Um, and we're very intelligent. I think every child is intelligent in their own way. Not every child needs to be in a, I guess, a box with having to learn. Jack is that child that likes being at school. He mm-hmm. likes learning. He doesn't like the socialization of it. So he probably would do very, very well homeschooled. And if someday I see that that's an option that that he want, is wanting to do, I want to have the motherhood choice to say, this is better suited for my kid. I want him to graduate on time. I want him to be able to excel in the, his way. Jagger, eh, I wouldn't homeschool Jagger because he would you homeschool me out of laziness. Yeah, I tried that. During COVID was bad enough. Oh, it's rough. With Tanner, and I tried to give him the responsibility of, you know what? You're old enough that I shouldn't have to sit over your shoulder. Right. But guess what happened? He bombed. And we did have to stand over his shoulder and make sure he was doing his work because he ended up getting so far behind because he just wasn't doing it. He would procrastinate to the point that it would become so overwhelming. Yes. And I don't, I just don't enjoy that. I, time. I definitely didn't do well in high school. Once I entered into the public school system, I didn't want to be there. It wasn't about learning. I just didn't, I, I didn't enjoy what I was doing there. I didn't like how it was taught. So I bombed high school. I can tell you right now, I don't even think I graduated with a 2.0 and I didn't show up half the time, had several detentions. My parents weren't on my ass about it though. And it just showed that all I needed to do was graduate, which I did. And after that, it was my choice what I wanted to do in the real world. Go to college, find a career, do something. Nothing in my years of high school was going to get me that. I think growing up for me, and maybe this was the same for you, society made it seem like you have to do very well in school. You have to get into a great college and you have to get a college degree in, a, in order to be successful. I am proof that that is not true. Right Now, in school, my mom never had to stay on me and force me to get good grades or threaten me. Or I did it on my own. Mm-hmm. I wanted to. You wanted to challenge yourself. My personality type is the type that I want to follow the rules and I want to do the right thing and I want to be the best at everything. Mm-hmm. Now, my sister was a little bit different. She didn't really care, but she was so intelligent. She's smarter than me, but she didn't put the effort in like I did. It just kind of seemed like it came natural to her. I didn't go to college because I didn't have that choice right after high school because I was a mom. I went to college later in life, which was perfectly fine. So but did I. I made more money yeah. than my friends that did go off to college. Yep. So I don't necessarily think, and I'm not going to force my children right. to go to college. Do a trade. Mm-hmm. Do what makes you happy. Because at the end of the day, if I'm paying for them to go to college and they're just miserable, pissing off. Yeah. <laughs> Then I'm wasting my money and they're wasting their time when they could be doing something they love. Haley, she went to college for like 20 years, <laughs> never did get her degree, but she has but a trade. She decided yep. four years in that she was, oh, I'm going to do this trade. And she's amazing at it. She's amazing and she makes a ton of money. A ton of money. So 
let your kids do what they want. I think that's important to when be they're happy. when they're very young is is kind of learning where they're trying to manipulate the system and just not want to go to school. Right. And where you can step in as a mom and say, hey, you know what? My kid is smart. This is not how they like to learn. And I'm not going right. to force them to learn like this. Right. Absolutely. Um, I'm not going to I don't think I say that now, but I don't think I'm going to have a lot of that with Jackson just because this kid already has his college life. He has out. known since he was born what yes. he wanted to do. Jagger, on the other hand, oh, we're just going to be honestly, happy if he's not in prison. If he gets a GED, <laughs> I'll be thankful. I don't even care at this point. Uh, oh, geez. So, do you know what? Let's just not be so hard on ourselves. <sighs> Here's my thing. The, another thing for me that I find very, that I'm envious of for parents. Kindness and good deeds. I hear about these kids that are changing the world. And you know what? I want to just I want to produce a kind human I just need my kid to change their underwear right exactly (laughs) it's not about changing but they take their allowance they build small communities for underprivileged kids they start schools they do all these amazing things meanwhile my kid gets a $300 pair of cleats for soccer and decides you know mom maybe I'll wear them for one game but these really aren't the ones I want so I'd rather just have the ones that I designed um I'm not sure which money tree you think I got Uh, this from yeah but that's not gonna happen I think that because the way I was raised and we were just very tight, we didn't have a ton. I wanted to make sure my kids had everything that I never had. That's not always a good thing. It's I not. Like now I've got an entitled child. And I think I'm honestly, as much as difficult as it was, I'm very grateful for the poorness in which I have had to live for like several years because I wanted my children to just get love out of life and not things. And so, yes, I know it was probably annoying having to come to mom's house and all sleep in one bed together. And I didn't, I had to sell my couch to buy groceries one week. But the other day I was driving the boys back from the school, the the bus stop. And Jagger said something about wanting, he wanted to buy something. And I said, Jagger, I can't buy that. I, I don't have money, babe. I, you know this. And Jack out of nowhere said, you know what, mom, I want to start a lawn care business so that I can help you pay for things. And A, it broke me because I'm like, oh my God, my 11 year old should never have to feel that responsibility. But also he's kind of getting the sense that like in life, you have to work to afford things. They're Mm -hmm. now making the correlation to money and work. And I hate that because that's all your adult life is going to be, it feels like. But at least he had it finally like hit him. It, it got through to him that there's bills and gas and all these little things in your life cost money that people have had to sacrifice in order for you to have. I've told Jagger that he's asked before, can we just go out to dinner? I'm like, no, we can't. I'm going to cook dinner because we don't have the money to go out to dinner tonight. Mm-hmm. That's not in our budget. Well, can't you just go to the bank and get money? Yeah. Well, yeah, that'd be great if that's how it works. But you got to have your own money in the bank. Yeah. And he could never understand, well, the bank just doesn't give you money. Nobody. I wish. don't. But if you find one that does. Let me know. Give me their address. (laughs) I'm going to be first in line. Got a new bank account. (gasps) You know, you just want your kids to be good. You want them to be kind and you want them to treat others with kindness. And I watch Tanner and he's a teenage boy and I watch him and his friends and they have such a good bond with one another and they look out for each other. However, you hear him upstairs on his Xbox screaming, sounding like Satan, telling some random kid, yeah, your mom's got a lazy eye and a unibrow and your dad smells like vein of sausages. 
It's like, you know, okay, well, he was really kind yesterday. So is this okay? I think so. I love hanging around the older boys because it brings me back to the sense of innocence that you still have right before you hit adulthood. And you're trying to be an adult. They talk like they are and they do things that are like definitely inappropriate. But God, there's an innocence there in that that I miss out of life because we can't just freely say things anymore. We can't just freely freak out or, you know, then cuddle with our moms. It's it's so fleeting. I think they're good kids. And I think you guys are doing an amazing job. You know, I can't help but look at I have two people in mind right now. And you talked about Erin earlier. She's one of them. And another mom from our soccer team that has several boys and their family's just great and their kids are great. And I watch Erin down there with her great kids. And I know they mess up too sometimes, Mm but I'm like, you know, she's so much better at this parenting thing than I am. I know. Doesn't she just want to take my kids and finish raising them? I asked Erin to take one of mine. She's on the fence still. (laughs) You're so much better at it. Just take them. Please do something. Okay, y'all get in touch with us. We love to hear from our listeners. Send us topics that you'd like us to discuss. And if you want to learn more about us and hear all of our stories from the beginning, visit our website, pastchaos.com. Also, follow us on all of our social media platforms, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. We go live on Wednesdays to give you a glimpse inside our chaotic lives. Just a reminder, you can now stream the full season of You, Me, and My Ex on Discovery+. Plus. Call on the Kirks. Okay, what is it? Okay, I have this woman that's in a mom group. She says, I always feel like the other moms are so much better than me. They talk about how amazing their kids are. And I just want to scream. I find myself comparing everything I do to them and trying to be someone I'm not just to fit in. What should I do? Listen, the moms that do that probably have, it's like when you post about your great relationship (laughs) all over the internet. And really it's not. Your husband like doesn't do shit at home. Probably somebody's cheating on somebody. Oh dear God. You know, like it's, it's constant. They, they don't. I have a friend and she has the most beautiful life. And in real life, it's pretty beautiful too. But on the internet, it's absolutely gorgeous. And I used to be so envious of her. And then I got like an inside look, like a really good. And I'm like, she's a mom just like me. Yeah. She yells, her kid eats goldfish for breakfast. Mm -hmm. Like we're all struggle bussing this. So don't be fooled by the exterior. No. No. And don't let anybody interfere with your joy. If you're in any kind of group or friendship or relationship and it's not bringing you happiness, Get Don't out. Go. Get out. I Get would not, away. I want other moms that are shit shows like me. Me too. Kids aren't perfect. And anybody that's telling you their kids are, they're a filthy liar. They're, yeah. The worst kind of liar. Find a new friend group. You know what? This is what you need to do. You need to sit there one day and be like, oh, Karen, I think I see little Johnny eating his boogers. <laughs> oh, wait. Never mind. He wasn't eating his boogers. He was eating Susie's boogers. There you go. Get him back. Get him where All home. kids eat boogers. They do. And all kids are assholes. They Sorry. are. So don't you be envious. <laughs> That's all the time we have for tonight. Thanks so much for listening and hanging out with us. If you'd like to find out more about the Kirks and our big blended family, visit our website at pastchaos.com. Make sure you don't miss out on any of this train wreck and chaos by hitting the subscribe button. If you really want to get personal, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Be sure to tune in every Sunday when we release new episodes. We would really appreciate it if you would subscribe to and review our podcast. And just so y'all know, we love Jesus, but we cuss a little. 